Hey, everybody, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Color Commentary, where we look at things from a different side. I'm your host, Rashad Waters, and we will be talking about the brand new show off of Netflix, Bright, featuring Will Smith. We have our panel, as usual, the Color Commentary guys, starting out with Mr. Danny Tory J. Quick, the man with four names. What's happening there, sir? Danny Tory J. Man, it's Danny J. Quick. Get it together. What, but you say, but you keep. We we know that you're Tory, so explain that. That's Danny Jatory Quick. That's just my name. It's Jatory. <laughs> Jatory. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, yes, out there. right here, live yeah. on your viewing station. Danny's middle name is Jatory. If you didn't know. Boom. How you doing there, sir? Good. He's doing good. All right. And then on the other side, we got Mr. Charlie Philip Taylor. The second. I'm a junior, bro. Anyways. A second and a junior are the same. Hey, I like junior better. Junior just sounds. <laughs> like a junior bacon. <laughs> junior bacon, Charlie. All right, guys. <laughs> Let's get in, into this show here. Um, man, Bright was a, such an interesting thing. Me personally, I thought that Bright was going to be a TV series based on all the marketing that Netflix did. Maybe I got it wrong. That's what I was thinking about it. But um, these guys convinced me that we need to do a show on this show. And, man, I was ecstatic to have watched it. And I can't wait to share with you guys. We'll go ahead and get started with Mr. Charlie Taylor here. Say what you think about Bright. Oh, I, I was really surprised. It, uh, it definitely fit the description Will Smith gave it. The uh, Lord of the Rings meets Training Day. Uh, I, had a, I had a lot of fun watching the movie. Um, it, it keeps you moving. It keeps moving pretty quickly. So I enjoy those type of movies that don't have quite the story build up. Sometimes if they're an action movie, let it be action. You know, kind of like just let the movie be what it is. Don't try to make it something that's not. So I think they did a good job with it. You know, I, I, I never thought that point of view ever thinking about Lord of the Rings in in today's age. <laughs> you know, living in a city with elves and, and fairies and all types of things, which I don't think I would last because somebody, I would have got ate by something a while back. Just walking down the street, something would just drag me in the woods. Especially after I saw that dragon flying in the sky, I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't have made it here. So that was cool. <laughs> but yeah, I enjoyed the movie. It was, it was, it was a good, it was good. All right, Jatori, Jatori, what's going on? What you think about this? Tori. Uh, <laughs> okay. Oh uh, yeah, but I liked it, man. I don't, I don't. I heard you know all the negative reviews and all that good stuff, but. I like the movie, man. That's why I'm glad I I, I watched stuff myself. Um, because I, I really liked it. I started watching it and I was hooked from the beginning. You know, with all the uh, you know, just the first orc and the and to, to be um, you know, a police officer. It gave me that uh, Zootopia vibe. You know, got me gave me that little that little thing at first. Then they they brought in all the racism stuff, and I was like, okay, I see, I see the you know the parallels here, and then uh. You know, when it's, by the time they got to the magic wand, I was hooked. I was like, okay, I, I, I like this. I'm down. Absolutely, man. By the way, I just want to point out to everybody that even though uh, uh, Tori and I have the same beard, same mustache, same glasses, pretty much, and we're both wearing hats, we are not brothers. <laughs> There's no relation whatsoever. So any of y'all don't comment on here talking about, are y'all brothers? No, not that we know of. We don't know. Not that we know of, anyway. Not that we know me of. And, me and Charlie are related, but being Rashad or not. That's <laughs> the interesting thing. He and Charlie are, are cousins. Okay. <laughs> the DNA test has not come back for me and Tori yet. <laughs> man, I loved it, man. I was so impressed with the show, and I'm so glad that you guys uh, gave me the chance to, uh, or told me, hey, we need to watch this show because everybody, we were initially going to do a review on the Punisher series. But, um, you know, Bright came out and I was like, guys like, hey, man, we need to do Bright. You know, I was like, OK, you know, what is this about? Because, again, I thought it was a Netflix show. And personally, I thought it was going to be dumb. Like the previews to me just look dumb. 
you know, it's like, okay, he's got magic wands and stuff. Like, what? Like, the preview was cool until he said, he's got a magic wand. And when he said that, I was like, man, what is this? Like, Will Smith, he don't pick a bad movie again. A bad TV <laughs> show this time. But no, nah, I was completely wrong with this thing. He doesn't make bad movies, man. What are you talking about? I'm Suicide Squad. Squad. I am Legend was great. What? No, I said Suicide Squad. Charlie said I'm Legend. He didn't. Oh he didn't make that. I don't. I don't put that on Will Smith. Everybody else's fault. Will Smith. The highest paid actor in Hollywood, and the reason for that was because he always chose. Good. He always chose the right movie, and he would turn down roles that he didn't think for him, were for him. And he chose blockbuster after blockbuster. So, uh, Suicide Squad and me, a couple others that just didn't hit. They probably were good movies, but they just didn't hit. But this series, this show, man, yeah, this is this is great, man. So I can't wait to get into it a little bit more and get to our specifics. So let's do that, uh, uh, Tori. What, what did you really like about it, like specifically? Um, I just like the the concept, man. It was everything that they put together from from the you know the the society the societal you know racial perspectives to you know just them the whole history of like it made me ask like just watching the movie I'm like okay so you know when I want to know about this war that happened you know two thousand years ago I want to know about you know them killing killing off thousands of orcs in in Russia you know. I want to know about all of that now, you know, like they gave me enough to that it wasn't too much, you know, but at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm asking questions like, okay, I hope there's another one so that we can get like, where, where's the Dark Lord? Where's this dude at? I want to see him. I want him to come back so we can fight him. Like what exactly is a bright? What do they, you know, what can they do? I want him to get, I want a training montage with him and the staff, with him and the wand. I want all of that. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just like that it was a different, it was a new, different kind of story, you know, and and that it was something fresh that I had I never seen before, and I never thought that I would would want to see something like that, but I did. So I just liked it. I, I liked every bit of it. Nice. By the way, uh, you guys, this may be just your second show, so you may not know this, uh, but Tori is actually the uh, the owner of Four Four Productions. Uh, which is a comic book company, and he is the creator, oh, excuse me, one of the creators of the ongoing series of, of Ace Blade, as well as many other characters. Uh, so he's a great comic book artist. I hope that you guys will check out um, Ace Blade and the rest of the crew, King Supreme, and all these guys. And when it comes to fiction, uh, this man knows what he's talking about. Uh, let's go ahead right. and turn it over to his cousin here, co-host, cohort, Charlie Taylor. What'd you like about this thing, man? Uh man, it was. I really was. I I was really impressed with how they tied the fantasy to real reality. You know, and and it made it work. Like, wow, these are just day to day problems. Like, we got a fairy that's attacking a part of the house. Like, just like any other like little aggravating animal that's outside. That was you know. <laughs> you have the hood people. You have our whole society is basically. The same, but they just added that fantasy perspective, man. It was, I, I was very impressed. I was like, when I saw the previews, I was more intrigued. I, I thought it was, I was like, what? This is very different. And I think they needed a, a strong actor like Will just to kind of bring in that audience to kind of give it that chance. Cause I mean, coming from the black perspective of this show, if it's not a black guy that we really know, we probably would not watch that show. Will brought in an audience that probably would have not even gave that show a, a chance. Um, yes, I agree. So just seeing that perspective, was like, wow, you know, this is one of my favorite actors in Hollywood, and you know, I've been watching him since Fresh Prince. You know, grew up on this guy. He's basically my generation's Denzel in a way. Um, I would, I would go that far. He is, he he is, because he's yeah. he's the person that we kind of saw build his his career up. And you know it's still it was at the top of the game. Do we have any other black actors that are you know ain't in that? No, there ain't gonna be no other Denzel. If <laughs> only be one Denzel. <laughs> but Denzel started for somewhere too. Denzel started for somewhere too. 
And uh, but I, I I was really impressed with how they how everything worked out. Um, movie um, pace the pace was really done well on the movie. They had um, very intense moments. They had some comic relief, a lot of action. Um, it kind of left you on like a, a crazy um, uh, car chase type of thing. You know, like it's, it's just kind of just you jump in a car or a roller coaster. It's like you just start up and you just you're gone. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I enjoyed it. it. It had me. I actually watched it at uh, Tori's house in his theater room, which is pretty nice. Um, I'm gonna tell people I got theater room at the Wait, house. Tell me about this. Hold up. Wait a second. Hold up. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> you did not tell me about the theater room and meeting up. Yeah, the theater. Hold a up. nice projector screen and everything. Hey. Water break. Tiana about to come through and shut the whole podcast down. We're not going to be talking about my theater room. We're not going to be talking about that. <laughs> y'all, live on the air. But y'all are both welcome anytime you want to to come over. But yeah, nobody else. Yes, y'all don't I, wouldn't even, I wasn't even invited to the show. Am I not on this with you guys? <laughs> you was you was out doing your thing. We had a birthday party. That's what, what yeah, it was my son's birthday. It was um, celebrating my son's birthday, and you know the men we we have to be out in our own area, you know, while the, the, the women party. <laughs> you know what? Uh, because of that, it's about to be my turn. Are you done? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Go ahead, go ahead, Mr. Warren. Man, I love this show. Um, the first thing that I really loved about it, uh. Uh, Tori sent me a text or sent us a text saying, hey, I'm about 20 minutes in and I'm loving this. And about 19 minutes in to watching the show, I sent a text message saying the same thing. One of my favorite parts was the relationship and the banter between um, Jacoby and Will Smith's character. You know, to see them kind of go back and forth. <laughs> well, the one of the funniest parts when he was like, I can make human faces. He's like, well, make the face. Of an orc that just, <laughs> just sit there and don't say nothing for the whole yeah, ride. That oh, you're doing that? Yeah, shut up and drive. Shut up and drive. It was great, but just to see their their relationship that it was so compelling. Like even though there wasn't any action right there, that's the sign of a good action movie. A good action movie has action, but during the down times, it's still compelling. It's either suspenseful or you're very interested in the characters. Um, Will Smith did a fantastic job of acting, man, like particularly at the beginning when he was talking to his wife and he's talking about I'm five years from retirement. And you can kind of see the age in his eyes just a little bit, you know, as far as I've been doing this for a while. I, I thought he was fantastic mm-hmm. with that. Um, like I said, I love the banter. Um, I thought this was a really good – I thought this was like a throwback to like the – buddy cop movies from the 90s that I grew up with, like Lethal Weapon and and uh, mm-hmm. all these type of movies, you know, where you have two people that are completely different, but they have to work together. It, it was, I mean, it was a complete throwback to Lethal Weapon. When you have two guys, they don't like each other, but they come together in order to make it happen. Um, also, Will it to me Riggs. What's that? Riggs. Riggs. Right. Will it to me Riggs. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> And spoiler alert, this is a spoiler review here, guys. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. Will Smith, that awesome aim that he had, bro, that one scene where he turned around and unloaded on those cops. Yes. Spoiler alert. Hey, that scene, that was, that scene was, was nice. Right yes, sir. That was so nice. Yeah. Uh, last thing I'm going to say about it was um, I agree with you, uh, Tori. I thought this was like a great first movie. Like it really just gave you enough to really make you want to know more about these characters. And there's so much sequel potential in these movies. There's so many strings, you know, and it wasn't like unresolved things. It's like, man, I want to know more about this. All right. So let's yeah. get into any dislikes. Uh, so, Tori, um, is there anything in it that you didn't like? We didn't get to meet the um, the second when I was watching it with, with Phil. I was uh, I noticed that there are centaurs all you don't in have the to, movie. You don't have to rub it in that you was watching it with with Phil. You don't have no, to, no, no, no. Sorry, I'm sorry. But when I was before. the second time, I realized that there are there were centaurs in the movie. Like there were four centaurs that we saw. Like, and I was like, I didn't even notice them the first time. Like there were literally four centaurs in the movie if you watched it. And, like, we didn't even go into that. You know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't even get introduced to one or anything like that. There was a dragon flying in the background in one scene. And, you was, and like, 
that's not I guess it's not a dislike, but there's just so much. There's just so much more that I don't have any dislikes for this movie, really. I can't think of anything that I don't like. Joel Edgerton, his acting as as um Jacoby. He made me he made me believe he was an orc. Like not for once there was not one moment in the entire movie that I did not believe he was an orc. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know. I just can't think of I don't know what people were so upset about. I I enjoyed it. I just really liked the movie. Nice. Uh Phil, well, are you gonna be Phil or Charlie? Well, I guess your your family yeah, calling you. Better not be calling me Phil on this podcast. Okay, so you guys oh, watching? Bro. You're not Charlie's family. But call him Charlie. <laughs> what do you say about that, Mister Junior? Uh, my dislikes. Um, I guess really some of the only really dislike that I can see is just I would like to have a little bit of an intro of the dark. Was it the Dark Lord? A little bit more on the ending of the movie. Um, mm-hmm. I like the I like the climax, but maybe like just seeing like her almost opening the portal or something like that, or something, so we can kind of see, kind of get a taste of the true darkness or the true power or the enemy of the of the show or the movie. Um, so it kind of draws into that next film. So, but I didn't mind. I I, I still enjoyed everything. Um, how it, how it ended? I just thought that that probably could have been elaborated a little bit better on the true enemy of the uh, of the film. But now that I'm, now that I'm discussing it, I'm trying to think if, if Lord of the Rings did it. The first Lord of the Rings did it actually show the uh, wrong. the true bad guy. Yeah, that I mm-hmm. was floating around in all the movies. I think the, the eye. Okay, I didn't know if it actually really showed it. So yeah, just something just kind of letting us know. Oh, this is. This that's the that's the bad guy right there. Like that's the one everybody you know, you know wants to bring back. So, so I um just trying to think of anything else that I really didn't care for. What about you, Rashad? If I, yeah, go ahead, Rashad. Come back to um, me. See for I me, think really, the only thing was it, it was a little racial. Um, and I'll get into that. I have the X have a whole series of questions about that part there. I think that having Will Smith as the main character kind of toned it down a little bit. Like if they had had a white character there, I think I would have taken the the whole movie very differently because uh, it was just a little racial at some points. But kind of having Will Smith there is kind of like, oh, you know, it's okay, it's okay. We have a black person here, and it's okay. So that was, <laughs> <laughs> that was my only dislike. By the way, guys, check this out here. Uh, you can notice all the color commentary guys are wearing hats this time here. I'm rocking the Marvel here. Boom, get Captain America shield and boom. Oh, he wasn't ready for that. You can see Mr. Uh, Danny J. Quick <laughs> is rocking Mr. Pikachu over there. And uh, Pikachu forever. Pika. <laughs> and uh, Charlie is rocking the the best superhero of all time. Batman. Batman Along is not with no superpowers. That's right. I'm Batman. All right. Batman is not a superhero. Get it together. Oh, what? That's a whole other conversation. Whole other conversation. All right, guys, let's get into the real deal here as we get into the last portion of our show here. What was your opinion on some of the imagery and some of the visuals used in the movie? You know, or was there any like literary techniques that were interesting to you, like any of the foreshadowing or flashbacks? Or allusions, or analogies to to other things outside of the movie. Um, I was gonna start with you, Charlie, but Danny, since you are a up and coming movie creator, I'll go ahead and start with you for the visual aspect and the literary aspect. Oh man, um, the cinematography of it was was probably the least, but like the cinematography, the imagery, they did a good job building the world. They did a, a great job with that. With the, um, they showed us the different, uh, the elven, uh, whatever you call it, the, where the elves live. How it was all high society. They had the little gold thing around where it was perfect grass or whatever. And they showed us the, you know, they did a good job with world building and 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 you know the different sets. And then you had the police officers. You you, it was very distinct. You knew where you were at all times when you were in the, um, you know, when we were where the the Hispanic community was. We knew where we were when we were. You know, in the 
in the tunnels. We knew where we were, you know, and I, that 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 was good about it. I, I liked all of that. And um, like I said, man, I I don't want to be known as the dude who likes everything, but I just I don't. I, it's hard for me to pick anything <laughs> that I didn't like. <laughs> Sorry. Don't worry. When we when we go back and edit the video, it's gonna say the dude that likes everything right underneath your name. <laughs> you you like to follow this show here, okay? <laughs> It was so good. It was so good. I'm like Charlie's like you know Charlie's like I don't know dog you know I don't know dog I don't know dog I'm definitely fine that was trash that was trash why did you wake why did you even wake up this morning you should have just killed (laughs) go ahead uh, Charlie what you got man uh. Um, I, I kind of second with with Tori on just how they built the world. Um, they made it very believable. Um, I don't think they actually had to use very much like CGI or special effects for this movie, especially well not until they got into like the magic portion. I think the magic was pretty was was brought to life on the movie because sometimes when you think of magic, you kind of think of like fairy dust. So their magic was a lot more um, aggressive. Mm-hmm. Like when that wand went off, stuff happened, and it right. wasn't nice a lot of times. Like a grenade, you know. It was like when they print. Yeah, it was. It, it it really made the um uh what's the word I'm looking for? It come to me. But they really made um how powerful that 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 wand could be. You know, it was basically like a bazo- well, bigger. It was like a nuke, really. To be honest <laughs> with you. Um, seeing it like when um Will. Well, what's his what's his name on the show? Because I don't want to just call him Will. Will. You don't know what to call Will. But <laughs> Will grabbed the uh, the uh, wand at the end and just kind of seeing it. Kind of remind me of the Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy moment when uh when Wesley picks up this stone and like it just like he got like, engulfs his whole body in it. So oh yeah, I, I, I like that part. Um, the violence it had a lot of violence. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a big, I'm going to say gore person, but I don't, I watch all types of shows, Punishers, you know, very gory. So this definitely, if you don't like gore, you might not like this movie because they do kill all people. It doesn't matter, man, woman, or child. (laughs) Orc, elf, they don't care. Right. (laughs) Yes, they don't care. Fairies, everybody gets it on this movie. (laughs) Really bad, too. Even the handicapped. Yeah, really bad. Oh yeah, they yeah they got the handicapped dude. They got they say they say I don't care if you're yes. disabled, you're gonna right. die. She went she right over there cut his throat. I was like, what? I was gonna kill the little baby. I was like, what? She's killing the baby? Oh yeah. I was like, oh, she's horrible. I was like, oh. <laughs> equal rights, man. Everybody gets it, man. There's no, there's no differentiation. <laughs> I didn't. Um, one thing I did like how they hid the elves' powers because I didn't think the elves were that strong until. The bad elves came in. I thought the elves were kind of like the humans, like mm. they were smart and maybe like could, you know, could fight quickly and stuff. But when they start throwing people around, <laughs> I was like, oh, I thought the orcs could do that. But then when I saw the elves. I was like, wow, that was they. They did a really good job with those action scenes. That mm. kind of remind me a little bit of the uh, Superman. Um, the first Superman came out when oh. they were when how fast like she just goes into people and starts. You know, just runs from one side mm-hmm. of the street and starts beating up everybody and like, right. oh, okay. I didn't know she could do that. So that's that kind of surprised me. But I did like that as well. So those are some of the things I can think of off the top of my head um, that uh, from the visual side of things. You know, Charlie, as you mentioned this stuff, man, it really makes me think of two other movies here. First of all, when you talked about the one and it kind of being more weaponized and aggressive more so than fairy dust type it really was relatable in a real world sense. And that very much reminded me of Doctor Strange, where they first, you know, Doctor Strange was the very first movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe where they introduced magic. But it was very clear just from one line that the ancient one said that it's like, well, you know, it spells are against your modern uh, terminologies or whatever sensibilities, then call it a program. 
You know, so they were doing, they were mm-hmm. definitely trying to do what they could in order to make it seem a little bit more relatable and not out there. And so in the same way, the wand was almost like a grenade. It was like a weapon more so than, you know, Harry Potter, you know, very touche, you know. All that stuff. <laughs> um, also, it reminds me of, of, it seemed like they were keeping in canon a little bit with the Lord of the Rings as far as the abilities of the elves, because like when you look about Legolas, he's very similar to how these guys are. He's very, very fast. I'm sure they live a very long time. The overall look of them as far as being very regal was very similar to what you saw in the elves from the, um, from the Lord of the Rings series. Uh, as far as imagery for me, I thought it was really, really cool how at the very beginning of the show, they have the graffiti, but the graffiti is using orcs and, um, and elves and the dark lord and all that type of stuff. I thought that was really, really great as far as, like you said, uh, uh, Tori, building the world. That was awesome. I loved how they have the dragon just kind of floating around in the background on one of the, <laughs> one of the things. It's like, what the heck? That's some old George Lucas stuff right there, but it was, it was cool. I loved it. Um, as far as the, but outside of just the visual imagery, which was awesome, I really thought there was some interesting things as far as the story was concerned when you look at, uh, Jacoby. There were two very clear Jesus references here. It's one time towards the end of the movie where he is riding with Will Smith and he talks to him and he says, he talks about, I think the character's name is, is Jaron. And it talked about how Jaron was an orc, but he wasn't blooded and nobody looked at him. And yet he was able to come and unite all the, the orcs together. I mean, that's, if that's not a Jesus reference, you know, the uh, the savior born in a manger, basically nobody who turned into the most powerful person. You know, that was very, very clear. And then when you saw Jacoby, Jacoby get killed, spoiler alerts. <laughs> yeah, he dies. But then he's resurrected again. And you can see everybody look at him and the orcs are praising him. You know, well, obviously resurrection is a very, very similar in that type of way. And I'm sure that that's going to mean something in the future. So that imagery was very, very interesting for me. All right. Yeah. They even said that it was a, you know, that it was the prophecy that he was, you know, um, the, the dude that was riding in the car with them earlier said that um, Will Smith's character was, you know, was a special. So we found out he was a bright. And now right. we find out Jacoby is like some 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 part of some prophecy, and right. you know that's dope. I think, like I said, man, they did a good job setting the world and then you know completing the story that they were telling, but then also putting enough there for us to um yeah. And I and I agree with your with your Jesus allegories too. I, I did notice that. So you agree with my Jesus, huh? <laughs> yeah, I thought you were about to turn into a preacher. Like, thought you were about to turn into a preacher for us there when you started. I, I just need an organ behind me. I got the keyboard, but I ain't got nobody to play it. So you need to stop by and, and play it. You can stop by and play yeah. the organ. And we ain't not gonna invite Charlie since I mean, it, apparently we don't all get together. Just two of us. Do. <laughs> we'll get together all together eventually, man. <laughs> you were supposed to come to my house and watch it anyway, Rashad. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. But it's like three, and I figured I would go home. <laughs> All right, last question for you guys here. Uh, Charlie, uh, what about the racism? So uh, Tori has mentioned that a little bit. What were your feelings on that? I guess me being a black man, seeing a seeing it from a different point of view. So sometimes with these touchy subjects, I don't mind if the um, – director goes there as long as they do it in a very tasteful way that they can incorporate in the movie. So I seeing, seeing the, the way the uh, orcs are being treated and she kind of shunned down did definitely seem to take a look, take a, you know, look at the African American or just the African perspective in this world. Um, a lot of times we're looked at as the lowest of the races around the world so i can i can definitely relate to them and seeing some of the you know brutality um of the policemen and seeing it with will um that did help but i still it's like wow so i i can definitely see what class is what class throughout the movie 
Um, so I, I'm not sure. I, I understand what they were trying to get through. Um, maybe they use the orcs as you no know, the African American race when it comes to how our world works in real life. And I think that's important to to bring that to a movie because a lot of times people they don't really think about how life is for other races. They kind of see what they see on CNN, on Fox News, or whatever election, whatever public official, you know, is, you know, promoting something, or, and they say, they make their judgments off of that, but seeing it throughout a movie, like, wow, we kind of really get to go see a story of this type of person, and they can kind of relate to like, okay, I kind of see what some of my friends may talk about when they say they're being profiled, or they're saying they're being treated differently than others. This is, this is that social line that they're talking about, and I can kind of see that in a movie, even though it's not real, I can kind of relate that to how some of these other um, individuals may be feeling. So I, I didn't mind it. It could, it was a little strong at some points, but I, I definitely didn't mind having it. All right. Tori? Um, I think they used it enough to um... – so when you when you when you're writing when you're creating a story you have to give the audience something that they can relate to you have to um in order uh one of the more effective storytelling um one one of the more effective ways of of telling a story is to um make the make the audience empathize with one of the characters so if you can empathize with with any of the main characters or any character in the story it helps you, you know, become part of the world that they're trying to create. So I think that them, you know, using that as a symbol because it didn't, it didn't carry on through. I mean, it carried on throughout the um, the movie, but it was really strong there in the beginning. Um, so I think that they they did they did that effectively at that point, but I don't think that they did it um too much. I didn't think that don't think they overdid it. So I I, I liked it. I thought it was interesting, but the thing, the main thing that concerned me was when they went to Elf Town, they, it seemed like they made a very clear decision to make sure that you knew that all of the elves were white. Mm-hmm. That kind of bothered me a little bit. It's like, um, you know, here are the successful individuals and, and they're all elves, you know, and obviously the elves who are better than everybody else as far as their wealth is concerned, as far as their um, uh, physical strength and speed is concerned, obviously they're all white. And that that kind of bothered me. Like, if it had just been, like, one African-American, even a light-skinned African-American elf <laughs> walking around, you know, at least, they, to me, it was stepping outside of the context of the movie a little bit and almost making a, a, an allegory to real life. You know, they hey, this is where white people are. We all see that where the white people are, you know, and not every white person is wealthy and not every black person is poor. There's plenty of very, very successful uh, African-Americans. I, I think they just could have done that, you know, and by very in contrast, let's let's make sure that, you know, that the orcs are the African-Americans of this. Uh, the other part of that was um, Will Smith's character suffered a little bit from Nick Fury disease. And by that, I mean that he's the only black character. Um, at least in his situation, Nick Fury disease. If you watch Avengers, I'm very, very excited about the fact that Nick Fury is the head of shield. That's awesome. But there's no other black people in shield like at all. <laughs> like he's the one and only, at least in the first Avengers movie. And when you watch this, if I remember correctly, watching the police force, like it's, it's, it's Will Smith and then it's, you know, a bunch of white guys and there's one Hispanic dude. And that's pretty much it. So there was a bunch of Hispanic people. Movie had been done with a white character. I would have had a very different feeling overall because it would have said, "Hey, this is where white people are, and this is where black people are." But again, seeing it from the perspective of Will Smith, it softened that for me, um, and it, it made a little it it made it so that that wasn't so distracting from it that I lost it because otherwise, I really really loved this. All right, so let's wrap up, man. Uh, Tori, you got any closing thoughts, man? Oh man, um, I think we did. I think we covered all the bases. Like, I didn't even realize until we were just talking about it that there were no other black people in the movie. Um, and now I'm gonna have to go back and watch it the third time. 
Yeah, now I'm gonna have to go back and watch it the third time. So, but this um, I still enjoyed it. Like like you said, it didn't distract me from I guess Nick Fury or, or Will Smith didn't um didn't distract me from that. So nice, Charlie. CP. Yeah, I think I mean I think uh I want everybody to just you know go watch it for yourselves, make your own opinions, um give us some comments on things that you liked or disliked about the show. Um, but I guess closing for me, I, I I like that they have an edge with with the movie because it, it it creates a deeper connection when you're watching it. Um, sometimes we we don't we want everything in a bow and you want something easy that doesn't make you feel feel bad. But those type of movies really don't make an impact. You know, they're just like a, it's like a transforming movie. You know, it was a good ride, <laughs> but it has no emotional impact. Damn. But uh, <laughs> but um, this one, you know, it, it it does make you look hard in the mirror sometimes, and I think we we're trying to do that more in this world to make it better. And it's hard to look at society, all parts of society, um, you know, without getting a little dirt, you know. So I, I like that they were brave enough to take it there. I understand. I, I would have liked to see some other. Black actors. I gotta go back and see it. Go back and watch the movie to see if there was any more, like you know, throughout the movie. But yeah, definitely they kept the main, uh, I guess the uh, main actors, just the two in the car. That kind of reminded me a lot of the Training Day movie. Like you have the main characters, mm -hmm. you know, they're gonna watch throughout the whole movie. So the other are just more like side characters that you kind of see briefly. So I think that's maybe why you didn't see. Um, some of the other African American or black um actors throughout in the movie, I guess. Mm -hmm. And they were in Los Angeles, so that was that may that has a, a very high Hispanic um population. So mm -hmm. maybe why they tried to do more is Hispanics instead of like if they were in New York or some other community that has a larger African American population, maybe that's more what they would have tied into. But they did have some black guys because his neighbors were black as well. Right. Yeah, that was it. True. That's true. He need to crip, crip walk back on over to the barbecue. Yeah, yeah the black yeah, neighbors. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that dialogue was pretty funny at the beginning. Um, Man, like I said, that's the only thing that, that bothered me. Other than that, it is a great, great, great movie. The critics are absolutely ridiculous. And I don't even know what the critics have said. I've only well, heard hearsay that they, they went off on it. But it's obvious because the critics don't know what they're talking about because they said the Star Wars was great. And they said that this was terrible. Jerry's <laughs> rolling his eyes, but he's the guy that likes everything. So... I appreciate you checking out our uh, your our show color commentary here. If you like the show, please give us a like. I'm looking here, over here, over there, over there, over there, wherever that like button is, and then hit that. As many people say, that big sexy subscribe button. There it is. Here's my finger. Hit that big sexy subscribe thing. Hey, look how long my finger is. And subscribe to us. <laughs> And we'll see you guys next time with color commentary views from a different side. Peace. And he just said, oh. Yes. He was so And she said, she was like, she was like, it's to the death. She's like, don't you, you know that, right? It means I'm going to die. Because <laughs> y'all want to pay, you, you want to sell her, so I know I'm dying. It was like, dang, he just ruthless. Heartless, yeah. <laughs> I think we're all in, in agreement that uh, some of our favorite parts of this particular episode were Fitzsimmons. Um, seeing Fitz walk up behind Simmons and and really propose to her, you know, that was really good. You know, I, I really enjoyed that. I mean, we're not all just sci-fi nerds in this piece. Like, we have emotions. We got heart, too, you know, and that stuff. These two, two of these guys are married themselves, and my wife is out there, but just, hey, when y'all meet her, just let me know I'm looking for, let her know that I'm looking for her. But, um, you know, we got emotions, and um, I really enjoyed that. But I also enjoyed the fact that, that, that that same feeling at the very end. She's like, well, you know, I know if, if you feel that way, then marry me, Fitz. 
you know, like, oh, that was, that kind of did something right there in my heart as well. It's like, wow, they really belong together. And I just hope that they don't get killed off. But I really like that. I like how anybody can die in this episode, in this season. Like, wow. Like, at the very beginning, the first guy that they met, he died. Spoiler alert. Uh, this girl that's been they've been hanging out with for the last few episodes. Yep. She died. <laughs> I did not see that coming. Her death was was off screen too. Like I didn't even she dang, yeah. she's dead. <laughs> I see her hanging up and I'm like, dang man, I actually like Tess. I thought she was gonna stick around for me. Yeah. I guess she was talking to to the black Cree dude and he's like, you know what, I gotta do something about this and then <laughs> yeah. I mean, anybody can die. I like how they're exploring Fitz, at, um, bringing out that bad side of him. I like that, you know, and I, I would want to continue to see that. I wonder, however, what's going to be the future of his character. Like, if they continue to write him this way, take him back to where he was and just being the science guy. So is he going to be, like, replacing Agent Ward as far as, like, the tough male guy, you know, who fights people and things? I mean... The way he was in the final battle, holding holding the girl and the gun in his other hand, like that's kind of some old Agent Ward type of stuff. So, mm-hmm. is that what he's going to be? Um, I love the tension between, like what you're just talking about, Charlie, where um, May was down there fighting the battle, and she looked up and she saw Fitz up there, but she didn't know what the plan was. <laughs> you know, she didn't know is Fitz in on this? No, hopefully Fitz is not in this. Hopefully he's here to break us out. How is it that I'm going to live? I'm fighting a guy that can beat me, help me. <laughs> you know, that tension, like how are they going to get out of there? I loved all of that. All right. What about anything that you didn't like about this episode, Tori? I didn't like that they killed Tess, man. Uh, that that made me upset because, like I said, I was just starting to like her. I was starting to get into her character. Um, but like you said, everybody is disposable. And if they killed your other boy, the... Um, the dude who used to have the shaky eyes. Um, dang, what was his name? Which one was that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the one who was, um, who was magnetizing them to the walls. The, the your, your human boy just murdered him. I'm like, he's 16. Yeah. He's already murdering people. Dang. <laughs> uh, I, didn't, I didn't like that they killed. I mean, I understand, you know, these people are disposable because they're not, you know, they're going to get, hopefully they're going to get back to the, to the present. So you won't see these people anymore. So, of course, you know, but, um, yeah, uh, they killed. They just killed killed your boy off, and then um, that's about it though. I didn't I didn't like that Tess and, and Grill died. Um, and um, also where's your where did your boy disappear to? I was the the dude um, the betrayer yeah, the guy dude who betrayed him. I ain't, it was he even on the last episode? He just disappeared. He, he was like, no. Oh, I know. Yeah, um, Colson put him in that room. Oh, that's right. Colson. Oh, him yeah. Up. He locked him up. Okay. Since he finally you're betrayed, right. uh, he's gonna be dead when they co- quake. So yeah, you're right. He's gonna be dead when they find him again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big boulder on his head. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, uh, Tor? No, that's it. Uh, I'll pass it over to y'all. I think that those were my two low low parts of the movie. But uh, like I said, I I didn't like them because I liked it. It was unexpected. I understand it from the storytelling perspective. But um, I didn't. I was getting used to those characters, and I was, mm-hmm. I was sad to see them both go so suddenly. Mm-hmm. What about you, uh, CP Taylor? Um, let's see. Only thing I really didn't like about the episode, I wish uh, Quake kind of. I guess during her fight, it was like so many times in the fight. I'm like, Quake, why don't? Why are you going to go fight her? Just shoot her back across the room. So it's like the right. just me observing the fight. It's like you can end this fight pretty quickly. It's like just shoot her across the room. You know? <laughs> so mm-hmm. I guess that's that's just me just being you know just logical. Like okay, if I can't, you know, if I got powers, why am I go hand fight? You know, hand to hand combat, just blast you across the room. That makes more sense to me. But uh, other than that, I, I didn't like seeing old girl die like that. I I thought she was. I, I actually thought she was kind of. Um, Toughen up when she was talking to the crew like that. I was like, oh, can I leave now? I was like, she got the attitude and everything. And then the next next mm-hmm. scene, he he yeah, he took care of that. I was like, oh, is that her up there? The dang, just left her there too. It's like no respect. Yeah, just hang it. <laughs> I was like, 
<laughs> but uh, I don't know. I, I I enjoyed the episode, but those those were about the main points I didn't like about it. I feel like old girl's contract ended. You know, like okay, um, you know, I want to be in five episodes. You know, and then like they got to episode six, it's like okay, we don't have time to like really end her, so we just yeah, just kill her and put her in the closet somewhere. <laughs> That's it. Um, the things I didn't like about it, I'm like you. Uh, my big thing about anything, movies and TV shows, is that just didn't make sense. That don't make no sense. That bothers me. The stuff doesn't make sense, that bothers me. And there were two big times that they, that just didn't make sense. Like, for example, um, when the young black boy, man started manifesting his powers, right? And old dude had a gun in his face. In his face. In his face. And he said, if you don't stop it, I'm going to end it myself. And then old dude watched giant man-killing boulders fly in the air. <laughs> and it's not like like it would have been better if they took him from surprise. Like, boom, boom, you know, from behind. No, he was able to look at them and have plenty of time to pull that trigger and end old dude's life. That just didn't make sense. It's not like he had to pull the gun out. He had the gun Facing old dude's face, all he had to do was pull the trigger, particularly when he saw his life was in danger. That just didn't make sense to me. And mm -hmm. Charlie, just like what you said, man, um, the whole fight between uh, Sky and old girl, it that just a lot of sense. Like, yeah, they were both equally powered, but basically it boiled down to this. Whoever gets in that first hit, if old girl gets in the first hit, then she, would, she really could have won. And she actually did get a hit in Sky and for some reason, it was no longer deadly, even though the telepath dude died. But, you know, when you hit Sky, it's not, you can't kill Sky. So, but once Sky got in that first hit, there was no reason for there to continue to be a fight. She should have just blew her away, and that should have been the end of it. So, that just didn't make sense. But other than that, <laughs> I really liked it. Um, one thing I forgot when it came to things I liked, I forgot to uh, mention that final, whole final battle. I love that. I love how Sky was flying in the air, and then she shot at the brother. Although her taking both her hands away from the ground important, that didn't make sense either. Because <laughs> if you're using talk on, stop getting notifications. It's to fly, and then you take one hand, both your hands, and move them away. Yeah, gravity doesn't really work like that. <laughs> you go down, but apparently she's got that old roadrunner type effect. You know, like she doesn't go down until she looks down. <laughs> oh, y'all don't know about Roadrunner or Coyote. My bad. My bad. Really? Um, Looney Tunes? But, uh, <laughs> but I loved how your old girl, Gemma, like she came and just slashed dude's neck and then Fitz was shooting people in the face. <laughs> like, oh, man. That was great. Although, I don't think that she What they going to do about Gemma being able to hear? They ain't going to be able to. She going to be deaf for the rest of her life. <laughs> they got to get that more control. Well, no, she can hear now, you know. The old dude cut it off, so she can hear everybody now. Okay. Let's see how long that lasts. Heard the sound of his neck being slashed. But if you look carefully at the very end, you can see that Cassius is actually still alive. So how he survived having his having his throat slit, I don't know. But then again, maybe it was a butter knife, so. <laughs> butter knives are not even got a full player. jelly. <laughs> Put a band-aid on that. All right, guys, let's um get ready to wrap. We got one more question here. Um apparently in this season five, we'll be getting to one hundred episodes of Agents of Shield. What a miraculous thing has been so Shield kind of go along with the TV show. I mean, with the um, with the movies and things, and uh it's been really cool. I've really enjoyed the development of Agent Colson over the course of the last few years. You know, every time I watch Avengers, I love the fact that, you know, oh, that guy that dies, like, he becomes the main character in another show. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, for you guys who are wondering what all this beeping is, is somebody on Twitter is interacting with me. So stop interacting with me. <laughs> no, keep interacting so we can get them hits up. But anyway, Charlie, what do you think is going to happen in this 100th episode? <clears throat> I think they may introduce a couple of new characters because I I don't think the show's going to get canceled. I think they're they they may move it off of uh, ABC, but I don't think it's going to get canceled. So I think they may introduce a couple of new characters, and <clears throat> somebody is going to die. 
somebody's gonna die that we like or they'll they won't be on the next season so I'm not sure um I kind of want to see what Ghost Rider I got a feeling Ghost Rider is gonna make an appearance because uh Colson did make that that uh agreement so mm -hmm. I'm already that's I kind of got it. That's going to come to pass somewhere in some episodes. So I think uh, I kind of eager to see Ghost Rider come back to the picture. That's true. That's very true. Yep. You're right about that. What about you? What do you think? Um, I'm hoping that they um, bring somebody from the movies, maybe Samuel L. Jackson back. He was in a couple of episodes early on in the show. Um, somebody, I'm hoping that he brings something in from the movies. I think that would be cool. Um, other than that, um, I think Charlie's right that there's somebody is gonna die, probably probably Cole's gonna die for real. <laughs> um or uh, I'm hoping that they get somebody from, from the movies to, to come in, maybe Stark or um or Cap or something like that to to um you know to 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 give them a big impact. I saw on, on Twitter um that the dude Clark Gregg, I follow him on Twitter and he he was saying that to expect something big for the hundredth episode. So I'm expecting something big. I hope it ain't nothing nothing uh, horrible, nothing whack. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> <Speaking> terrible. <laughs> I don't think they got uh Tony Stark money in that budget. Yeah, <laughs> that is the budget. Bring him in there, that's gonna be the whole yeah, that's the whole budget the season. I think they got I think they're getting Natasha Romanoff money. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm down, I'm down. Maybe. We'll make that happen, too. Um, I think that um, Coulson's going to die. Uh, Daisy's going to lead S.H.I.E.L.D. And Agent Ward is coming back. <laughs> <laughs> All of that. Coming back. All right, guys. That has been our episode here. Uh, we thank you for taking the time to be with us and enjoying our show. Please like the show if you like us. And remember that if you want to survive, you got to subscribe. You got to subscribe to survive. You know what I'm saying? Hey, uh, Charlie, give me a quick closing thoughts here, man. Um, all right, guys, man. Just catch you guys later. We had a fun time just reviewing S.H.I.E.L.D. and catch us next week. All right, Danny. Um. I'm thinking about starting to do um, episodes, do, doing reviews of episodes for Star Trek Discovery since nobody else watches mm -hmm. that show but me. Um, so look out for that in the future. Other than that, stay vigilant, my friends. See you next time. Danny Discovery. All right. Again, this has been Color Commentary. I'm Rashad Wallace. Color Commentary views from a different side. Peace.